in the yeah. world. What, am I scary? <laughs> yeah, a little. <laughs> I was expecting yelling. it to be that aggressive. Just yelling in our living room. Welcome back to uh, Tom and Kate Untethered. It's been so long since we've done an episode, or at least it feels that way, that I almost forgot the name of our own show. But we're back. This yeah. is episode seven. Thank you to those of you who have uh, been listening. I hope that if nothing else, we gave you some time to catch up because those first few episodes were pretty fucking long. <laughs> they were. So um, hopefully we gave you guys enough time to get caught up. But we've been busy. We kind of forgot about the podcast we for definitely a moment. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been busy aside from just um, kind of living life. But also um, I've been working on a ton of new music um, for various different things and writing in general and that's been sort of taking up a majority of my days yeah but you've been a busy guy i have been and you've been very helpful and then it's been fun kate's been very busy as well she just launched for those of you who haven't seen this already on uh like social media things like that you're, you're on everything right facebook yeah, I made a Facebook, Facebook, and Instagram. Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, actually. Oh, cool. And Kate's on TikTok with this uh, Bad Rebel brand, her clothing yeah. line. Finally. Yeah, finally. She's been talking about wanting to do something like this for probably as long as we've been dating, let yeah. alone being married. But we were in a band for a majority of our relationship, <laughs> which took up like 24-7 for us. But um, yeah. you want to talk about Bad Rebel brand a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's something I've, like you said, I've been wanting to do for a really long time. I just knew that if I was going to do it I wanted to do it right and I wanted to really be sure of it I wanted to be able to dedicate the time to it and obviously since 18th and Addison has has ended and you know just with my solo stuff I've been able to kind of do that as I please it's really opened up enough time and and, and stuff for me to really focus on it so I've been having a lot of fun yeah, um, it's different too like seeing yeah. you so active with something because you're not that active with <laughs> you're not a lazy piece of shit <laughs> no I'm just kidding I know what you mean though yeah, like, just, like, on social media and even in things like that. Like, I don't think I've seen you post that much since we started dating. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I really Everything not. Everything goes back to the beginning of that, so. I'm not really a social media person, but I've been loving interacting with people and getting people's input on what they like, what they don't like, and It's also just, just an exciting it. thing. Like I said, like, this is something you've wanted to do forever, so now you're finally yeah. doing it. Yeah, so you can, you can go follow Bad Rebel Brand on Instagram. Um, like it on Facebook. I'm doing a giveaway right go now. Go to the website. Get stuff. And the website. Yeah, go I'm buy stuff. i myself a hoodie. What is it called? It's the I'll love whoever the fuck I want hoodie. Yeah, I'll love whoever the fuck I want to hoodie. Yeah, I love that. I love There's how long that is. It's like a Panic at the Disco yeah. song title for a, a hoodie. Well, the nice thing about that hoodie is, like, you know, some of the proceeds of, you know, the sales I get from it are going to go to the Trevor um, project. That's right, yeah. So you can go on my website and read all about that. But I am doing... No, I was torn on that or the pink hoodie. For the longest time, but yeah. now you just reminded me of that. I'm gonna go with that one yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's the better way to go if you're if you want to donate. Plus, it's to... a black hoodie. Yeah, I mean, you wearing anything besides black doesn't really feel yeah, right. Just the pink beanie. I gotta reserve the color for the yeah. pink beanie. But um, I have a, a giveaway going on right now. It's still going, so you guys can still join. I'm giving away some free custom beanies, but they were the first beanies I printed, and it's a tie dye beanie, um, safety pin, just cool alternative look stuff that I would want to wear, and I'm sure you guys will like so go check it out and um you guys can also put in a discount code basically listeners for this podcast only um i'm gonna offer like 15 percent off so oh yeah the discount will be um untethered 15 for anybody who wants to go buy stuff so go nice. get your discount that's exciting yeah. i didn't know that surprise <laughs> 
I'm so, the boss, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome back. Like I said, this is exciting. Um, finally have a chance to just kind of sit here and do this. Um, basically, we put something out on Instagram around our third or fourth episode talking about, or just taking suggestions for episode topics, and we decided to combine a few today because they all kind of relate to each other in a way. One is a little more loose and fun, um, so that one can kind of go either way, but the first two that we're going to dive into, um, they were suggested by multiple people, and um, it's just a lot to name. (laughs) We're just going to send a shout out to literally every single person listening at the moment, especially our good friends who are donating yeah. so thank you to uh we'll, we'll consider you the loyal listeners for actually donating the and VIP. honestly somewhat guilting us into doing another episode because <laughs> we almost <laughs> yeah, didn't right? do it but we're here and we're excited to talk about some stuff so why don't we get into the first topic yeah so- while the uh jailhouse caffeine kicks in <laughs> and gets my blood running so Rushing, first <laughs> heart racing what happens with caffeine this this <laughs> what I you're doing right now start sweating <laughs> um the first topic that we are going to talk about is songwriting which we've talked a little bit about in other episodes but we haven't like i guess dove into like the specifics of like our favorite ways of writing and you know the differences that we feel as songwriters being two different people and just writing for other people writing for ourselves so what if let's talk about Writing for yourself versus writing with or for other people. So what do you feel is, like, the biggest difference between those two? Um, what's kind of weird is up until you and I started writing together, is I, it was mostly always I just wrote by myself mm-hmm. and never with anybody else. Even, like, the guys that were in my band, like, I pretty much wrote everything or rewrote some stuff mm-hmm. that kind of mostly just like adjusting keys because like uh, in the early di- like days of that it was very collaborative and I think we caught on to what some people were enjoying more yeah and that was some of more heavy slightly heavier influence darker stuff and I had more of the history in that so I sort of took the wheel with that stuff and then eventually you and I started to write together and then I feel like that's all I did was co-write for mm-hmm. ever yeah for like the longest time um i don't know the big difference of that is it's like writing by yourself i notice later looking back i notice elements that could have been stronger if i had maybe somebody else maybe lyrically certain songs wouldn't have suffered in my opinion wouldn't have suffered if i had another person who was able to write and play the music the way i was influenced or inspired to write lyrics too because i might have had a great melody and just lackluster lyrics or vice versa the music could have kind of sucked right and i could be really bummed out because all these lyrics are really good but it's not the catchiest or most exciting song mm-hmm. what about you i always wrote by myself like as obviously as a little kid when you start writing you kind of write by yourself there's really nobody when you're 11 to even in your first band when you guys were in you my had two singers. Yeah, we wrote, wrote separately. Everything. I wrote I wrote the songs I sang. He wrote some of the songs he sang. And then, like, if there was a song we both sang, it was like one of us wrote it and just sang the parts. But yeah. a lot of that was doing it on my own. And then when I started working with the two producers, with the first thing I did, 
I really had kind of had to adjust to being around other people and being open enough to write in front of them. And I feel like in the beginning, my lyrics and everything I wrote kind of suffered because I was overthinking it too much. Because it's just like, again, it's it's uncomfortable at first when you've never. Oh, you would overthink writing with people. Yeah, with people. That's really because I like. I'd, I'd like wouldn't want to say something and it suck and then, oh, then be like yeah yeah you know, and then be like oh well no and that's actually what ended up happening but like that happened to me too was, when we started kind of doing it almost every other week during yeah well, a little bit before the pandemic like we wrote this one song Kate and I we actually had the opportunity to write a song with Matt Squire who was like we mentioned this probably in an earlier episode um it was a really fun time writing that song and the music of it was really, really cool. Mm. And I remember the lyrics took the longest I've ever taken to write. Yeah, you weren't lyrics. feeling it that much. It wasn't even that I was really feeling it. I think it was exactly what you said. It was We were all throwing so many ideas around, which is great because that's the idea of collaboration. I just think maybe for me personally, that might have started to be that like yeah. little crack of like, hey, you need to disappear and write lyrics because there was almost too much distraction and then it became that. Like, I wasn't afraid to share something that may have sucked, but I definitely wasn't motivated to share what I was coming up with Yeah, a lot it's of just, the time. like, a weird feeling. And then, like, then when I when I stopped working with those people and I tried, I ended up writing a whole acoustic record. Um, I know for a long time before I even wrote that record, it took me a minute to adjust to writing alone again. I think that was more so the people I was writing with and the structures that they, like, based on. Like, it wasn't just, like, let's write a song. It was just everything was overthought. And it was because it was for radio and it was for, like, all these different commercials and, like, stuff like that. there's so many, like, barriers to that. Yeah, you're very limited in, like, just writing it straight off of feeling and emotion. So when I went to go write this, like, emotional, heartfelt, like, acoustic record, I struggled to write lyrics. And then I remember I ended up loving all the lyrics I wrote on that record but it was just like but later yeah l- later but no well in the moment i liked him too like but it took me like a while before i even got to that point of writing the lyrics to be like okay like i'm ready because i had to almost like retrain myself to write and feel emotion without overthinking the whole you time you were like that with 18th and addison too though yeah and that happened to me too i, I went through that when i first worked in like my first real studio experience and I was working with the producer and had a mentor who is still very much a mentor to me now um he sort of I think the way he worked as a producer at the time sort of confused me yeah I was like and in that moment I remember realizing like oh fuck I'm I am the producer I've already done what he's trying to do Mm -hmm. with these songs and it was kind of weird I remember we went in with stuff that basically we, we went in with these demos that I had restructured and reworked and then we got into the studio and the producer produced it <laughs> and reworked it and it almost went back to demo stages of the song. It was yeah. really strange how it was almost like he had heard the original versions. That's crazy. It was odd. It was so strange. I remember walking out and felt kind of weird about it, but I didn't know the difference. I was like, oh, well, maybe this is how it goes. And then I started actually realizing I was working too hard. Mm-hmm. Like I could have yeah. just written a box of ideas just like ideas upon ideas and brought it to somebody else which is what a producer is there for and they help you hone in on the best ideas and most producers and i realize this now is from those experiences so i'm just as i'm sure you are too like very thankful because now 
it's like if someone wants to collaborate with me, send me the worst demo you've got mm -hmm. so that there's room to play around. You know, if yeah. you send me something that sounds like it's already finished, I'm kind of like, well, is this a feature or is this, am I producing something or am I writing something for with you? Like what's happening? Yeah. I also think it's, it's almost a relief when you're writing for other people too, like for other people, not with other people for yourself. For instance, like there's a difference between us going and co-writing with somebody for an 18th and Addison song or for a Tom Kunzman or Kate Kunzman song than it is to be like, okay, we're writing this song for a specific artist. Because, yeah. I don't know, for me, like, it takes away, like, not that it takes away the pressure, because you obviously want the song to be good for whoever that person is, but me, I just, I always try to relate to my, my, my own lyrics and, like, have this, I always, like, have this connection with them to where, like, if it's not exactly how you're feeling or the emotion behind it, you're, like, you feel like you're kind of cheating the song a little bit. But when you write for other people, for me personally, I don't, think so hard like mm. I just kind of write because it's not for me I don't know <laughs> it sounds like kind of selfish and it no, probably it is but uh, well maybe but it's like this weird like there's way less pressure when you're writing for somebody else in my opinion but I also think if it's an artist who's got a history it's a little bit easier because you've become you acquainted with that artist yeah. you can study them and know where their playing is know where their vocal their voice is you, like you can understand a little bit more what they would want to do in a song because mm -hmm. it chances are it's something that inspired you and you probably don't have to work that hard at all yeah you know like when we did uh maybe it was mission to mars or maybe it was for something else we wrote something else together i forget what it was but it was all garage rock old school punk like first wave punk influenced mm -hmm. and i was like oh well that's my favorite yeah at the time you know so i wrote that like musically very easily lyrically it was like nothing was yeah. coming to mind at all but then when you sit back and you listen to that artist catalog you kind of go oh I, i'm gonna put myself in their headspace right now and then yeah. it becomes like there becomes this weird flow it's so strange well that actually brings me to another point i want to talk about is preferred ways of writing because you just said like lyrics or music whatever mm -hmm. what's your preferred way of like starting a song i know it's always different like for me i've done it kind of every way but What's your preferred way to, like, write a song? Uh, now I just want Spags to send me something <laughs> fucking awesome. Now I don't want to write anything. <laughs> now, now I'm just over it. You're no. spoiled, for sure. Like I'm super spoiled You're so now. spoiled. You but can it's just nice. I feel like now. I'm back to where I was when I was, like, a kid. Like, I feel like I'm 15 again in my, my first band. Like, yeah. my, like, first, like, band band that, mm -hmm. like, anyone gives a shit about. Like, that's where it feels. Because it's, like, that's how it used to be. When I was, like, mm -hmm. 15 years old and I was running around screaming like a maniac i had a band of people who were influenced by the same artists as me or different artists that just sort of allowed me to be who i am and they would send me just i don't even remember how they would send me stuff i can't even remember because it wasn't like voice memos mm -hmm. so i don't even know how they got me anything they're but... on their windows media player on their <laughs> I don't pc remember. i really don't remember but i used to yeah. get the shittiest like for anyone who's uh tried to write music through i think it was called guitar pro i think that was it it was basically writing midi like they would write oh the gosh. riff but then tab it out on midi and i would have to write that ding, 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 oh ding. it was the gosh. worst but i it worked and we wrote some cool songs together and it was also easier for everybody to learn because we didn't have to practice every week mm -hmm. or every day like we wanted to but we were in like high school like it was like everyone had was trying to get jobs so they could afford yeah. to get the van and get to the show that was five minutes from their house i don't know why we needed a van but we did it <laughs> so it was fun i couldn't even drive yet but like i was still a part of that 
but it was fun and it was like I feel like that now I get an email or something from Spags and it's awesome music and Mm -hmm. you know it's always really good but not everything strikes me right away Mm -hmm. so now it's like that but when I write other stuff I'll sit with a guitar I'll still sit with a guitar sometimes and base it off of that and then I'll transcribe it to keyboards or piano or something I think it's kind of cool how you and Spags do it in Black Mansions because like you actually have an opportunity well before you write your melodies and lyrics to to say like oh this song is gonna be good because I'm a fan of it right away like you have yeah. a little bit of a disconnection to where you know you can feel it as opposed to when like you're writing a song it's like you're so like in it in it and like trying to think about where you want to go with it next that like sometimes it like for me more recently I've been honestly since like the very end of 18th and ass I've been like so into writing music first yeah. But then I get done with the music and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to write any lyrics. <laughs> like, I just, and it used to be the opposite thing for me. Like, I used to love writing lyrics and hate writing music. Yeah, flips. So now I get to a point where the music and I'm like, fuck, I love this, but now I have no inspiration lyrically. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, the roles have kind of reversed in a way for me, but mm-hmm. I think it's great that you get to do that and kind of have, you kind of get to be a fan of it for a minute while you listen to it. First yeah, which through. is awesome for me, yeah. not awesome for Spags. Because by <laughs> yeah. the time an album is... Well, we have like one album out, the two EPs. But by the time our EP was completed, I was like ready to celebrate. I was so happy. Yeah. And he's like, dude, I've heard these songs a million times. I'm on to the next stuff. Yeah, but at the <laughs> like, same he can't time... can't wait to move forward. But at the same time, he's him. also hearing those songs when you send him like your vocals. Like that's kind of giving it more new life for him. That I'm does, sure. yeah. Because he'll send me stuff and be like, sent you something like just kind of half-assed or whatever. And every time he tells me that, it's something mm-hmm. that immediately I'm like, I have to record. I can't go to sleep, or it's like I'm up all night writing the lyrics and humming a melody, or yeah. bothering you to run logic for me so I can just sing <laughs> okay. and not think too much, you know? Because yeah. that's the one thing I also dislike is that is more of my writing method now when I just write for myself, mm-hmm. like not black mansions. It's like having to do everything on like a logic or messing with midi and doing this and that by the time i get things get set up and going i'm kind of like checked out of it like yeah. it's like i don't That's feel connected anymore which is why <laughs> i still kind of write on an acoustic or something but even that i've been doing that a little bit more again recently and it hasn't mm-hmm. felt been this, it hasn't felt the same yeah so i've just and i've always noticed that about myself is i was always like rapid fire with lyrics like mm-hmm. i've always come up with lyrics on the spot that's how ghost on the ceiling was yeah ghost on the ceiling him and i wrote that together. well he had the music already which again he wasn't huge on and then i was about to leave his house and then i was just like fuck we have to record this really quick yeah. and it Good was thing basically like done the best that song day. Ever. yeah it's really exciting i love when that stuff happens i like when songs write themselves mm-hmm. i'll say that that's my favorite my preferred method mm-hmm. is when i'm shown an awesome piece of music and without even having to think about it just having to sit there and be available the idea like yeah hits me. well those are always the best songs yeah you just which they happen all the time now they never used to like in 18th and addison when i was doing a lot of the music too mm-hmm. lyrics weren't always a struggle but nine probably like i would say like half of the time it was a struggle I always liked with 18th and Addison, you starting to write the lyrics and me piggybacking off of Catapulting off of a... Yeah, I've always liked that. Because, like, my thing is always just, like, if I'm not writing it about something I experienced, it's, like, I don't connect to it as as well. Like, I'm not, like... I can obviously obviously storytell and I can do those things, but I prefer not to just write 
a song about something I saw in a movie or mm-hmm. like like your whole Black Mansions like concept record thing. I don't know how you do it. Like it's amazing because some people just don't write that way, and I'm one of well, those. We people. made that up. That wasn't influenced by a movie. No, I'm not saying it was influenced by a movie. I'm saying you oh. made up that entire story. Yeah. And like you, it has nothing to do with you personally. I'm sure you pull some things from yeah, your probably. experience like subconsciously but either way you made that whole fucking thing up yeah. <laughs> like if i'm not writing about a personal experience like it sometimes it doesn't hit me as hard so yeah. with 18th and acid when you would like start a, start a verse and i'd finish it or i'd start something and you'd finish it like it always kind of flowed really well that way mm-hmm. but i can i know what you mean the lyrics were lyrics that just come to you like that and songs that write themselves like that are always the best yeah, Which, we had a few of those. We had a few gems. Yeah, for sure. In 18th and Addison. I think Leeches was that. Leeches was very quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just, it took longer because we were two songwriters and both of us had to get our voices in there. That was really mm-hmm. it. Like, otherwise that song was ready to go. Under the Water was like that. That song wrote itself. Yeah. Um, little bits like here and there. I feel like Time Bomb kind of did too. Time Bomb wrote itself. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much, I mean, a lot of all them were... everything. Yeah, that was all you. That all and everything was crazy. <laughs> that was weird. And it kind of became the same. Yeah. That my, that song might have subconsciously been the inspiration for the new Black Mansion stuff. Because the lyrics, mm-hmm. I didn't realize until later how actually eerily similar they are to like mm. No Connection. Interesting. Yeah, it's cool. That's why I love how songs work. Because it's like you can't control it. And it really is. It's like you're either... You're the, the antenna that accepts mm-hmm. the idea and gets that good idea or you're not. Yeah. So I guess the the last point I want to make on this topic of songwriting is what's the favorite your favorite song you've ever written, for either yourself oh. or someone else. There's a few now. Yeah. I I, <laughs> I wrote this down, but I didn't think of one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I I laugh about it now because when you originally thought that this song was a good song to for us to use in 18th and Addison, I like laughed and was like, what? And I, like, wanted to rewrite the whole thing. But Drag has become one of my favorite songs I've ever written. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was Finally. just, yeah, it was just, like, you know, now that I listen to it and I'm, like, disconnected from mm-hmm. all of it, it's just, like, I listen to it and I can, I still get emotional when I hear it. I love the music that we came up with. I love everything about it. Yeah. That took and a whole I, new life, once, especially once we started working with John. Yeah. On that, like, John and Brian, like, there's mm-hmm. a different element. And then obviously, I have to mention Mission to Mars for Ace Freely because that was like. That was like our first real, like. Yeah, like. Fuck chart, yeah, we did it. Yeah, like yeah. charting and like all that kind of stuff. And he's Grammy a legend. And stuff yeah, like that. I don't even care that it didn't get the nomination. I, I know, was, like, it was I, nominated. That's never even been a thought. A Grammy has never even been a thought in my brain. Yeah, so that one just automatically is just yeah, cool. Yeah, it's cool as hell. What um, about your. I'm serious. What about your? <laughs> what about your? <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What about you? That's like, I don't know. In Black Mansions, I might say Ghosts on the Ceiling only because it's it how fast that happened. You're not going to say... But they've all been doing that. Well, like they've all been coming. Black Mansions, yes. Yeah, but they've all kind of been coming to me like that lately. So that's a tough one to say. I think that one just because... I don't know. I like to go off of what other people really like. Like if I get a good yeah. like feedback, I think Don't Scream is probably our most creative though. That one's a weird one. Okay, but you're also not going to mention leeches. That's like the best I was gonna riff say, ever. Like, it's not the best riff ever. Oh, I love it's that no riff. brown sugar. Oh my god, you. you're annoying. <laughs> but I'm saying like that's like such a catchy riff. 
And the song itself was just... It's a fun groove, too. Yeah. All of it. Like, I think that one was finally like, yeah, I'll say Leeches, because that one was like the first step in the direction I really wanted 18th and Addison to go. Like, yeah. that song felt a little more a little more fearless to me. It felt like we were kind of pushing towards something newer and exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And then I think we expanded a little bit more on that and broke down with Broke Down in Babylon. Yeah. So I feel like Leeches and Broke Down in Babylon are for 18th and Addison. Those are my... They're yeah. tied. And then I would say... Um, for Black Mansions, it's definitely a tie between... Oh, sober, though. I don't think you should even pick Black Mansions. They're just too I many... They're, they're too hard There's to so pick. There's so many I fucking... Mm. I know. Well, at least uh, you're a fan of your own band. Yeah, but it's just... Um, it's crazy. I don't know. Sober, I'm really fucking proud of. Like, yeah. I think that's some of the best, like... Spags might disagree with me, but I think that's some of the best music he's written. Yeah, all of it just sounds really good. Yeah. Alright, so the next topic was moving to Vegas. Why, mm. why did we move here... I think we moved here obviously because we we came here as a band (laughs) and then you know we had a whole team out here we had you know way more available to us out here as far as songwriting goes and just what we could do to expand our band which as you can see that's why I mentioned that the topics kind of bleed into each other so yeah yeah we blended episodes but um but coming out here you know it was just it seemed like we needed to be on the west coast in some way whether it was California or Vegas and so we kind of decided we were going to move during the pandemic and made it happen, yeah. <laughs> like, during the pandemic, like, planned out the whole move. But yeah. we decided on Vegas because, I don't know, I've always loved Vegas. Vegas just kind of fits our lifestyle a little bit more, I feel like. like I think so. We just feel like we fit in here more. L.A. is a little too, like, much for me. I don't think Not I even would, really that. I just I feel like, like there's, like, there, it's, there's, I don't really feel like I fit in more. It just definitely feels more comfortable. Yeah here but not in terms of like with other people like it's just like oh, on no. our own, like, we're still like in our own bubble doing our own stuff yeah, which like, is we amazing never really like leave here unless it's to like go to dinner or the gym or something like that otherwise we're always here doing something i think it's home. just like vegas you it's 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 entertainment here in general so it's like mm-hmm. there's always somebody working there's always music being made just it's just a better vibe than Tom's River, New Jersey. That's it. It's like you the know, vibe. Like, like, there's definitely something different in the air, which I know people who have lived here their whole lives disagree, which I think everyone does. I think everyone has some resentment for, like, their hometown or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, people make the joke that that's, like, the pop punk thing to, like, hate your hometown. <laughs> but I think everyone has a little bit of that. And I know that there are a lot of people, it's a very tough situation or a tough decision to move far away from your hometown and not be five minutes down the road from your family yeah that is a strange thing yeah because of how close we are with our families but that's the hardest thing too yeah but you got to think for your future and that's what we do and that's what i've always done since i was a little kid i always knew i wasn't going to be in new jersey forever it's just i didn't want to move out to the west coast one by myself like i wanted to go out with a band but i was constantly Mm -hmm. being let down and I was like, well, good thing I didn't move to do the cliche thing in L.A. I would yeah. have been the guy living out of his car, which was like, a, <laughs> I don't even think I had one at the time. But like the band just like the bands, I'll say, just didn't for me hit that mark in my brain mm-hmm. that warranted moving across the country well, yeah, because to just come home. Just I never wanted to be the guy who, yeah, I never wanted to be the guy who moved 2,000 miles away just to come back home and complain about it at an IHOP. Or, like, you have know? to move home because you failed miserably, like, yeah. trying. Yeah, and there's just you know? so many other things that you can be doing that just in, just where we lived, 
didn't exist. I know that there's people in more North Jersey, maybe closer to New York, who have had better luck. I think it depends on the, the person and what you're trying to get out of the situation. Like, for us, we felt we had reached a plateau of, like... Yeah, what it was we basically becoming do. spend a ton of money on shit that no one's going to see if you want to well, be that, if you want to get anything out of this. And we were kind of like, that doesn't make any sense. Well, that, but we did, we did everything we could do. All the venues were starting to be the same. So you can only play so many spots. And then when our you find yourself... Yeah, our favorite one got closed down. But then when you find yourself just trying to tour to get out of your hometown, it's like, you yeah. know, it's like, obviously bands have to tour, but we were just miserable there and we but knew that there was you? more opportunity that's here. the question nowadays is do you what i don't want to get into all that yeah that's a whole other a whole episode, other episode. <laughs> but like the truth is is it's like it's a good question to ask yourself if yeah. you are i know a lot of you that do listen are starting bands and playing is you do have to think like what do i want versus what do i need to do because there are so many other things that are more important than touring and putting yourself through an uh, unnecessary struggle when there are so many means of succeeding you know and then it doesn't always work for everybody so i don't ever give advice because i just feel like no one's path is identical and And for us ours was we felt drawn here i always Mm -hmm. felt pulled more towards la but like when you really look at la and the people that do live there they're in la because they can be Mm -hmm. and they need to be they need to find a way to make that extremely expensive lifestyle work for them because at the level of their career musically i'm speaking here they need to be where all of that is. We don't necessarily have to. Mm-hmm. Almost everything we do is from here. Yeah, even just doing you know. a clothing line. Like, I don't need to be in L.A. You, you know, you yeah. don't need to do... Your, your songwriting partner's in a, on a different coast, and it still works. It's just a matter yeah, of, like, still what East you guys coast. are trying to get out of it, but... It definitely makes certain things difficult on that end. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think when we got here... Not I think, I know. When we got here, we got a totally different perspective on life and it had in the most positive way it was like we had to kind of move here to where there's more open air to where there is more life at all times which is crazy because you would think it's oversaturated entertainment and music and no i sometimes feel like i can't find enough no i know but isn't that crazy though it's my point it's like psalms river did and then you come here to the mecca of like entertainment and you know fun arts and yeah. all this crazy stuff and like you're still capable of like leveling up here opposed to back home where it's like yeah you're kind of at the, the competition last level. <laughs> is wild like there's a yeah. lot of competition depending on what you're trying to do that's for sure like but isn't that the fun part is like for some kind of you know always being challenged to do better and continue to grow oh, yeah. and all that stuff i love that yeah but that's also again the beauty of us being able to work from home and to have it be silent too Mm -hmm. like that's the hard part is when you are home and very close to family it's very easy for family to come visit it's very easy for people to just pop by or for people to be calling you and texting you and this and that and those are distractions when you're trying to work creatively because the second your brain is turned off from writing i know that was a struggle for me early on when i was writing Mm -hmm. songs and living with my parents i was in my room or something and i heard talking from down the hall or I heard talking from downstairs or just anything, just mm-hmm. like being asked to like help with a certain thing. It was never that you don't want to, but it's like, fuck, I just started working yeah, on this yeah. thing that took me Structure. forever to get the the inspiration to write this lyric that I'm so proud of. And I was finally about to write that follow up thing. And I know what was in my head was mm-hmm. perfect. And before I had a chance to put the pen to paper or to type it in my phone, 
there was a distraction. Yeah. And that's to no fault of anyone else's. If you're not a writer of any kind, books, whatever you do, anything, music, you're just, it, the second your brain gets turned off from it, it's very hard to come back. No, I get that for sure. Yeah, so I'm being here, I'm having like the free, ADD. the openness, like you see it when I'm tracking vocals here, it's like the best thing ever is like when you're also there like setting up tracks with me and just listening mm -hmm. and you're able to kind of say little things here and they're like oh that sounds like you're yelling that part or mm -hmm. maybe try this one a little bit softer i think that'll sound cooler because also as like a fan of the music you can sit there and think that mm -hmm. way and that's not distracting that's helpful yeah. whereas like if i was trying to do it and you were slamming doors or something and spike was barking <laughs> we're just like minding my own business doing e my own thing. yeah even that like it would be just like like walking around yeah behind me would be a distraction you know so it's nice and it's definitely i think calmed me down a lot i've learned to appreciate rest and relaxing a little bit more yeah i mean that, the hardest part about moving here was definitely like for me like we're both very close with our families i'm very attached to mine to where you know like my, my whole family lives like five ten minutes apart from each other and that's not something that you know i i never said like oh i'm not gonna do that but i also knew that i wanted to move and experience a new place and just a place where I can maximize my ability to do what I do. And so anybody who's in a similar position, like thinking about leaving your family is like, it almost sounds like ridiculous to even think that that's a possibility to do. Because that's how it was for me. I was like, I would never do that. But then when you do it and like you get here and then you realize that like you're making career moves and you're doing things for yourself and you're actually succeeding in them it's a really good feeling so anybody yeah. who's doubting themselves or, or questioning whether or not to do it as hard as it is do it because yeah it helped and i think me the only thing that you should also question is if you're in the music world and trying to do that or if it's film and you're interested in acting or directing things whatever the case may be make sure like you're being unbiased about it and again i hate giving advice because this is just like who cares but it's like be unbiased with yourself and be very objective. But also don't like, just like move on, you know. Because like a, your favorite <laughs> band did. That I know like, that's like a big thing. A lot yeah. of like people I know growing up who tried to move out to LA did it because they thought like they would step down and doors were going to open. So they didn't really do any work yeah. and then they realized, oh shit, I need like five jobs in order to live here and sustain a Yeah, band. or you realize when you get here, nothing's handed to you. You have to actually go and do all of it. Like you, you have can't to just, be working before. It's not of a handout sure. kind of thing. So it's it's one of those situations where you that's have the thing to be is, willing that's to never work. been the case and it's such a crazy thought yeah, process. True. And it's like I'm I think at some point you get lucky with certain friends that might, you know, maybe throw you a bone because they see how hard you have been working, but that's normally because, like, at least from my experience, like, I can catch on to the people who are out there carving their teeth on their own, not yeah. waiting for some golden ticket for the world to turn around. And you do, you need to be sure of yourself, for one, which for years I was not. I was very unsure of myself for years, and I know that that held me back a lot. And then when I got here, it sort of opened my eyes to a whole new thing where I was like, wow, you know, like, I'm actually in a better place than I thought I was and I can probably relax a little bit on my certain mm -hmm. beliefs I can probably surrender or at least be less aggressive on certain things and also, make other things better things yeah. happen and you also don't realize the toxic tendencies of your hometown like for me like getting out of there was just I got had a whole new clear like whole new 
all new clarity, I guess, in my in my life, <laughs> and just do. in general, like it, it nothing specific. Even it's just like I got here and I could breathe, and that like yeah. I can't even explain totally different that. elements of that. But like you get here and you can breathe, and it just gives you this like motivation to yeah. And for some of you, that might be like fucking Pittsburgh. Yeah, it doesn't need to be. <laughs> it doesn't need to be two thousand miles away from your hometown. Yeah, I gotta whatever, go to but... Philly. Do it. Yeah, you know, you, if, if that's chance. what calls you, you know, if that's like something calling you there, you got to listen to that, which for me, again, Vegas was not even really a thought in my brain until you brought it up. And then once we talked about it more and things like that, I don't know what it was, but something definitely in my brain clicked and was just like, do that. Like yeah. there, there was no question after it was mentioned. I was kind of uncertain at first and then I had to stop myself, like stop fighting it. And then, like, we just manifested it from there, and, like, then we got here, and everything worked out. Like, we we moved into our apartment, sight unseen kind of thing. Like, sort of. A, a friend looked yeah. through it, but, like, that's something I would never have done, ever. <laughs> like, Especially during a pandemic. During a pandemic, and then, like, yeah, just doing the whole thing through it. We were just, uh, literally, we just said, fuck it, and we did it. And that was, like, yeah. the best feeling. Yeah, because so. I also knew for damn sure I was not going to stay in New Jersey anymore. Well, it wasn't about was staying like a, there. For me, it, it was. Just... I was like, another year here, and I'm out. I can't do this. Well, no, like, we could have we could have moved anywhere, though. It didn't have to be 2,000 miles away and cost $10,000 to do. <laughs> but, like... It's not even, like, in the grand scheme of things. It's not that crazy. It's not, it's not that crazy, but, like, we easily could have gone and moved to Nashville 12 hours away and maybe not have done as well. You know, it's just really But bizarre. I hear that Nashville, like, is brutal. Like, it's yeah. way more, no, I mean, way more, it's also, like, extremely oversaturated at this point. Yeah. Point is, we love, love, love where we live now. Mm-hmm. Love the weather. Um, a lot inspired it. I mean, there's yeah. just too much to really name, but a lot of work went into getting here, and a lot of work went into, when we got here, working on ourselves. Yeah. To just try to be better versions of ourselves that would serve our... Uh, serve our art better i guess um we moved to vegas and we both got sober people think we're out here in vegas like oh, partying party like, like rock stars <laughs> here we are nope. sober on our couch drinking like um, water <laughs> water and coffee <laughs> and coca-cola yeah anyway. which i mentioned jailhouse coffee before and i'm gonna mention them again because i'm a super fan but they released this new one um the proof that i've been drinking mm-hmm. and i'm obsessed with it you need to get another, like, host to be a part of this that you can just to talk about talk coffee because I know nothing about it. I don't really know much either aside like from it. what I like. I tried and coffee I, so one far, time. I so far hated anything I've tried from Jailhouse. But, yeah, they're awesome. Go check them out on, uh, they're also, like, all over social media. But I think you can order them around the world through Amazon. Um, and there's, like, select stores. I found them in, like, a major, like, chain. Store yeah, like a shop in New Jersey. Right in yeah. New Jersey. Maybe that's not major chain because we don't have them here. But no, like a chain like a store, store I guess, right? Like, I mean, New Jersey shop right's like a thing. Either way, that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. And I found them there. And yeah, I remember just becoming obsessed with it from there. But they got two uh, new ones out that I'm just obsessing over. And that's me. Keeping me up. Keeping me <laughs> talking about our next topic, which is what? <laughs> Tattoos. <laughs> Tattoos. This one really has absolutely nothing to do with songwriting or moving to Vegas, unless you equate moving to Vegas, doing a bunch of drugs, and getting a bad tattoo on your face or something, getting fired from your job, 
having to like sell hangover all your things. vibes. Yeah, I'm just joking. None of that happened. I mean, I did get a Vegas tattoo before we moved to Vegas. Yeah, you did it way before. But, I haven't done it at all. So, I don't know. I, I like. I almost can't stand when people talk about their own tattoos because I just feel like it's really like. Yeah, but we were like asked. whatever. We no, we were different. asked about it, but it's like talking about it. I'm like, oh, I feel like no, such a dork. But so much worse is when there's a guy <laughs> at like a bar that we took. <laughs> We're sober for yeah. many reasons. This is probably top. This is the number one reason I don't drink anymore. Because <laughs> going out, there's always somebody who notices you have a tattoo. Yeah. A tattoo. Maybe not even many. Just a. Uh, mm-hmm. Ah. Tattoo. And they have to talk about theirs and show you their tattoos. Even if it means lifting up their shirt and showing you their yeah. chest tattoo. I was going to say, because it's not a bad... Like Ugh. I don't mind when people ask about mine because it's like obviously like you have them no it's not that i'm selfish it's just like (laughs) if you're gonna get them in spots that people can see people are gonna ask about them so if people that get pissed off about people asking about them is stupid yeah not that you're like dying for attention because you have tattoos i mean some people get tattoos to be like cool but like tattoos so you talk you yeah. Give them attention. But, like, in that case, it's true. Like, it's not about your tattoos. They just want to away to talk about their exactly. own. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, I don't even care to talk about mine. I didn't get them for anybody else. Yeah. I've actually been... I've been loving the blackout look. Oh, and I've God. been heavily considering blacking out my whole arm. But that'll be another conversation piece, too. That'll go... Oh, d- 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 check <laughs> out this... D- <laughs> check out this sailboat. <laughs> so, okay, so... I'm not judging. Tattoos, I'm just saying when you're out in public, like, I, I wouldn't lift up my shirt and show off my oh, tattoos. Oh, no. It's weird. No, if you can't see it... It's weird. I'm not going out of my way to show it to you. Yeah, it's weird. It's strange. <laughs> so, I know what my most painful tattoo is. Well, okay. What was yours? You answer. You start with yours. What's your most painful tattoo? My most painful... Now, I have my chest. I have my ribs. I have... Uh, I had inside my lip. I have, I have pretty much everywhere. My feet hurt the worst. I remember feet you saying were that, awful. that feet were terrible. And I have a friend, his name's Polly Twinkletoes, and it's not a joke. <laughs> That's really his name. We were in a band together for two days. Um, he, it's really his what name. Polly Twinkletoes. It's true. I actually don't know his real last name. I only know him as that. And he got his feet tattooed and said the same thing. He said it was terrible. It was and he's covered, like, I'm talking from neck to two yeah. feet. He said his feet were the worst. My and friend Sarah. Sarah, who does our hair, yeah. she said that her one friend has tattoos his entire face. He's he's covered, like not a single part on his body, nice. except the tops of his feet are open because he will refuses to get his entire done. face, but won't do his feet. Everything is tattooed except for his feet. It's quite That's a how bad. Is he a tattoo artist too? I don't know. I didn't get into all. That's really interesting. I wonder what he does. That's so cool. What? But what is... a crazy thought! Like I won't get my feet done, <laughs> but I'll get my. <laughs> Most people are like, oh, I'm going to get a tattoo I can cover up for work. He's like, not touching my feet. I'll get my face done, though. But think about that. Like, your entire face. (laughs) That's crazy. Your neck. Think about how bad your neck hurts. Like A lot of people say that it's actually not that bad. They actually say that the sides are worse than the throat, which is so crazy. Wouldn't you think the throat would be worse? I don't think it's so much that it hurts. It's more so like, you know that feeling when you get tattooed, like, Okay, so, like, I got my chest tattooed. I felt it in my neck. You get your neck tattooed, yeah. you're going to feel it in your fucking face. Like, that's that doesn't appeal to me at all. Um, that's what I might say. It's a tie between my chest, especially my collarbone, and, like, where, he, like, they went in on my neck. Mm-hmm. I felt that, like, under my tongue. Maybe. But only because they were the longest sessions. I did. 
What about the inside of your arm? I was gonna say it's tied with that. The inside I of my the inside yet. of my bicep was really it's the only spot. And I sat there for six hours straight, oh, okay. and we did that like freehand. It's all color too. There's no outlining, yeah. so it was just constantly like nope scratching. But it came out so good. It looks as good as it did when I got it. I always get there and I'm like excited and I'm like it's something that I want, and mm-hmm. then I'm like, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> like I I really don't like I love tattoos. I love like every tattoo I have. Aside from maybe like one, um, yeah, I think it's great. But so, what's your most sentimental tattoo? Um, I got a lot because none of my tattoos mean nothing. Oh yeah. Um, well, I've got the one that's a representation of you with just a giant butt. <laughs> a giant blonde pinup. It's a blonde pinup. Looks girl. nothing like me that he pretends. She's blonde. Oh, I'm just kidding. She's running away with a heart. Get it? I get it. Um, my sister's name tattooed, which is the only name I have tattooed on me. Um, my knuckles, because it's our anniversaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what mine is. And I guess my chest, my chest tattoo is a, a lyric. It's a song lyric that says, through music, we can live forever. Yeah. And I full-heartedly believe in that. Mine is, so I have I a little, one. I love all your tattoos, too. I have a little, um, what is this guy? Like a little sugar skull man? It's His a head man. is a sugar skull. He's he's smoking a joint, playing a guitar, and he's got, he's supposed to look like Johnny Cash, but I got it from my Uncle John. You get the idea. It has a Johnny yeah. Cash I'm just feel. trying to make it to where people can kind of picture what it looks like. But I, my Uncle John passed away. He was a musician, and he was the best. Johnny he loved. Trash. He loved smoking joints, playing music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he was the best, so I it's got so that. so funny, because if that was just, like, your regular tattoo and you just had, like, a joint tattooed on you, I'd be like, it's the weirdest decision ever. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's like, tiny. But there are people, though, who have, like, just, like, weed tattooed on them. Like, I think Machine Gun Kelly has, like, leaves tattooed <laughs> on his kneecaps. Way to take away kneecaps. from my sentimental Sorry. tattoo. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. No, I know you're It's saying, just but... so funny. I don't know why. It's just some people just love weed. Yeah. Um, I'm not complaining about that. I just think it's funny. No, no, this is different. It's not like I got a big fucking joint tattooed <laughs> on my arm. Anyway, so I have that one, and then I have a... It doesn't sound sentimental, but I have a, a pink milkshake with dream, dream, dream across um, across it um, for my grandpa. It's an Everly Brothers reference for yeah. the uncultured swine out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite tattoo? Fav- my favorite one? I don't know. This That's really hard. hard. This is very hard for me, too. I'm, like, looking and I can't... Honestly, sorry to you and my sister, but it might be my chest because of what I just said. I love the Through, through Music We Live Forever and my, my good friend uh, Joe at um, All Saints Tattoo in New Jersey. He, um, he and I collaborated on it, which was really cool. Everything else was sort of, like, decided pieces. Like, I knew exactly what they were going to be. Yeah. Um but he and I collaborated on the chest. I told him the words I wanted, and he created the image for me. And that was really long sitting, and he was really impressed that somebody as scrawny as me was able to sit through that because it's all bone, and it hurt. But it was worth it. Um, But it's definitely a tie between that and my little heart with dynamite because I drew that. Yeah, that's awesome. That fact that I drew that tattoo, and it came out the way it did. I don't know which one's my favorite joker looks pretty badass though i i'm trying to look now (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, I love my my Stay Gold tattoo. That was probably the first big tattoo I ever got. Really? Besides my chest. Like those my aren't ch- big though. They're like thin letters. So I yeah, but I'm that saying it goes right. across like, my chest. But this crazy. is like my first my first big tattoo. Hmm. Stay Gold Pony Boy. My first tattoo was my first big tattoo across my forearm and I remember coming home and my dad was like you said a small that's what my mom said she's like you said it was gonna be smaller I was like it is compared to like I was like I thought it was gonna be smaller but they said it would look weird if it was any smaller than this yeah you should see the other guy (laughs) and then I have two birds on my shoulders that kind of represent my parents so those Mm -hmm. those are also my favorite yeah I don't know I don't have a like I don't know I don't Unfavorites. I was gonna say this is the last <laughs> last part of this this topic. Worst tattoo, and that could be worse, like done terribly, or oh, I know you just yours. hate it. What's mine? You say yours, and I'll tell you what I think yours is, and then I'll say mine. Well, that, is it a trick question? Because I covered my worst one up. Did you? My oh, stick well, figure. <laughs> that's your worst. Yeah, I covered that shit up. I thought he was cool. I thought that was a mistake covering that up. It was a drunk mistake. No, when it was I a got mistake it. covering it up. Getting a tattoo was the best. I, I do ever. regret covering it up because it was like yeah, it was an know. experience with my my friend and tour manager at the time. But Dougie Fresh <laughs> is his real name. Yeah, no, it was a real guy, but it was like a little man, stick figure man with a mustache on my arm, and it just playing didn't a guitar, fit the, playing a but really it didn't bad fit the guitar. vibe. And it's oh a stick figure I drew, so it's all crooked. That's the coolest part. Whatever, it's gone now, and he's it's never gone now, back. and it's covered by a giant rose. I was I'm gonna, gonna go say get a tattoo right underneath my right eye. I was gonna say my worst tattoo is this stupid <laughs> wrist tattoo that I have. It was supposed to be a, a music staff. With, like, music notes, and then, like, I had stars around it for, like, you know, some of my loved ones that have, like, passed away. But then it just looks terrible. It looks like he fell asleep doing it, like, the, <laughs> this part. And I hate how low it is. I hate I hate everything about it. Hmm. I thought it would be your Rebby Yell, your first Oh, fuck, I forgot about that already. That I choose to forget about sucks. it. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I literally got, okay, I got a Rebel <laughs> Rebel Yell tattoo in honor of my, my cousin who passed. Actually, I was like, he loved Billy Idol and he loved Bowie. So I got Rebel uh, Rebel <laughs> Rebel, uh, <laughs> Rebel Yell and I got the Bowie lightning bolt in yeah. between. And this freaking guy put Rebby Love yeah, like Rebby yell a little too long. Yeah, it just it drew looks, a line a little too long. Now it looks like it says Rebby yell, and it looks like I got it on the boardwalk and like it does. seaside. Yeah. It looks fake. It looks like a stick-on tattoo that you. I hate it. Press a wet You're actually to. you're you're one thousand percent right. That takes the it's cake bad. now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> when I showed it to you at first, you were like, "It's not that bad." Just well, it, then it healed. I was like, "Well, we got to see how it looks when it heals." Because tattoos, they look like shit at first. No, this still well, looks like shit. Well, first they look great, and then when the healing process begins, for those who don't have tattoos, don't be too alarmed. They're supposed to look pretty bad until they heal, and then yeah. the dead skin goes away, the scarring settles, and then it looks beautiful for the rest of your life. It's this, worth it. This one but didn't one, need a lot of healing, though. It was just a couple one. lines. <laughs> But that one is the exception. <laughs> so that'll be my second cover. I do plan on getting it covered up. I'm just getting a different one for him. But Can you guess my least favorite? Your least favorite or your worst? Oh, I guess is that. Is that the same yeah, question? Yeah, worst. Worst. <laughs> I think your worst tattoo... Okay, your your worst tattoo is that 13 that's upside down. It's over here. Why are you looking up my other arm? Oh. I'm looking at your other arm. I was looking up here. I thought it was up here for some reason. No, it's here. 
Alright, so that 13, it's like a Roman numeral 13, and, and it's, it's fucked up. Upside down and off-centered. I love the smoke and the spider webs and the two switchblades, Joker. Joe Strummer sitting on top. You have the Alkaline Trio mm-hmm. thing, too. I got that one in a really shady tattoo shop That's in cool. Ohio somewhere. The guy had, like, one tooth. <laughs> Trusted. Remember that they time? were tattooing some girl's vagina next right next door what? to me, curtains wide open. Oh my god. And I, I meant I mean like they were like the door, not like <laughs> that's gross. That was gross. What that, a that was terrible un, that was choice un, of un, words. That was unintentionally disgusting, I'm sorry. But they were tattooing her vagina directly next to us and she was just like talking to us and all like completely like some people don't care. Didn't care. I was like, that's cool. And I just kept looking straight ahead. I didn't. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Do you remember? Exactly. I got tattooed in Nashville across the street from the venue, and I was like, "Oh, I'll just go get a quick tattoo." Uh, <laughs> it it took sucked. Forever. As if the downtime before a show doesn't suck enough. I had to sit in that tattoo shop and wait for that thing to get and done. And I was so mad at you because you were just like, "No, like it's gonna take too long. We gotta be back for load in or for sound check or something." And I was like, "How long could this take? It's like such a small, stupid little tattoo." It took this man, like, two hours to just to do, do the, the outline. outline. And I didn't even get it colored in that day. I was like, dude, I have to go. <laughs> I know, he kept terrible. walking out to go have a cigarette, and that Ugh, took forever. I can't stand that. I was over it. I was looking through, like, a bunch of inked magazines, and I'm like, I don't care. I just want to leave. But I'm like that everywhere on tour. I know, you're very impatient, Everywhere. Man. I just, I was talking about this earlier today. I was, like, I was, like, I was really saying I would love to, you know, and the time is right tour again and travel but I would really love to master teleportation first <laughs> because I don't want to drive and travel yeah. and do that so anyway that's the end of episode 7 I think we kind of touched on a, a bunch of stuff that everybody wanted to hear so I think so and then we'll just have to figure out what uh, our episode 4 weeks from now will be <laughs> Yeah. About. It takes us four weeks to decide on yeah, one topic. Seriously. Or send more. Send yeah, more. always do that. You can also comment on Spotify if you're listening on Spotify. Um, I don't know if Apple does this as well, but I, we know Spotify does. If you guys can comment questions on there, um, or just you know feel free to comment on a post on the um, on our Instagram or DM us or something. Yeah. Either way, we'll find a way to work it into here. Once again, thank you to those of you who have been donating to the show. That sort of helps us avoid doing ads and things like yeah. that. And anything, obviously, from here on out that you do hear us mention, we're mentioning not because somebody's paying us, but because we genuinely love the product or they're very good friends of ours that we wholeheartedly believe in. Um, so with that being said, go check out Bad Rebel Brand. Once you're done listening to this. Untethered 15 for 15% off. Yes. I'm going to put that up for like next week. So. And we'll make that a part of the post too for anyone listening or whatever. If you just got the notification that it was out. But um, that and yeah, go check out Jailhouse Coffee too if you're a coffee fanatic like I am. So you got some coffee. You got some new clothes to go spoil yourself with. And hopefully a bunch of uh, good stories from us. (laughs) We're trying here. But we are glad to be back. Episode 7. We're glad to be back. Episode 8. We, we will try our best to not take so long. Okay, bye.